We have a Washington National stock report to get to, but first, I'm starting to see some similarities between Mackenzie Gore and a former Washington Nationals legend when I see them both out there on the mound. I'm going to get to who I see in Mackenzie Gore right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my passion for this team in the District of Columbia in the podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. It doesn't matter what sport, and it doesn't matter what league, Locked On Podcast Network, they got you covered. And today, We got you covered on the Washington Nationals, and as I alluded to in the intro, we do have a Nationals spring training stock report that will be a weekly staple on this podcast. I'm going to get to that in the second segment, but we got to start with some similarities that I am seeing with Mackenzie Gore, and this isn't just about his pitching mechanics. This isn't just about the results that we've been seeing with Mackenzie Gore. It's just the intensity that I see out of Mackenzie Gore out there on the mound that reminds me of someone like, you know, two-time Cy Young winner, Max Scherzer. Now hear me out. I'm not saying that this is a great thing, and I'm also not saying it's a bad thing. The similarity between Max Scherzer and Mackenzie Gore, if you were to take it back to Max Scherzer, back when he was with the Arizona Diamondbacks, he was not as intense as he was with the Tigers and as well as with the Nationals where you saw plenty of blowups from Max. That's not what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that this is what he is. But if you were to look back earlier in Scherzer's career and you'd see how his teammates were to talk about him in not bad ways, in good ways, they want to see this intensity out of him. And Barry's Faluga from the Washington Post He wrote about this uh, two days ago in the Washington Post when he was speaking with Davey Martinez and the national staff and as long and as well as Mackenzie Gore, rather. And Davey Martinez did talk about the fact that Mackenzie Gore is an intense guy and we kind of need him to settle it down here and there. But I'm here to tell you, absolutely not. Keep the intensity the level that it is. We want to see someone like Mad Max from the left side of the plate, like a southpaw, just like Mackenzie Gore. We want to see that intense, high-flying action on the pitching mound. And that's what we can get with Mackenzie Gore. And this isn't even talking about what he does out there. Because obviously, if you're looking at it the way that I am, I'm thinking that Mackenzie Gore is the best pitcher that we have on this staff. I think he is the furthest up in that major league system when it comes to pitchers, young pitchers, Josiah Gray, Cade Cavalli. I think Gore is ahead of those two guys. And then obviously with Cole Henry, he's way above those. All of them. Trevor Williams, Mackenzie Gore is ahead of that. And obviously Patrick Corbin. 
So what I loved about Mackenzie Gore and just way that he was talking with Barry Sfaluga and the DC media down in West Palm Beach, I loved that he wasn't that thrilled with his performance the other day. And when talking about his performance, he was talking about, well, I, I shouldn't have had a four-pitch walk to open the game. He goes, if I didn't have those four pitches, then what could have been? Well, dude, you didn't do that bad. <laughs> you didn't do that bad at all. Not bad at a single bit, in fact. I do want to see more strikeouts out of someone like Mackenzie Gore, who has the curveball. He's got the changeup. He's got the fastball. Those are his three heavy hitting pitches. And we saw a lot from his changeup, which, in my opinion, there's a lot there with the changeup. And I don't think he uses it as much as he should. But then again, with talking about the intensity of Mackenzie Gore, this is something to where I'm all in for. I want a pitcher out there who wants to be out there. I want a pitcher out there that wants to be affected by anything that happens out there. I want everything on the line when you're out there. And this might sound like some tough guy bit, and I'm not a tough guy person, you could say. But then again, I want my athletes like that. I want my baseball players like Max Scherzer. In my opinion, the more intense you are, the better you are. The more you care. We can't get this losing rut in our system, especially when it comes to our younger players. So seeing this spring, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, both coming from winning organizations with the San Diego Padres. Maybe they haven't been winning like the last decade the way that the Nationals have, but as of recent, those two guys were a premier part of their future. They traded them away for Juan Soto, and we know that. But here's what they that they do have. Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams, they have winning DNA. Their farm system back in San Diego, those teams were loaded. They won a lot of games. Mackenzie Gore was up. Both of them were up in the major leagues last year. Guess what? The Padres won a lot of games while they were missing Fernando Tatis, their best player. So with all this being said, the intensity that Davey Martinez kind of wants him to settle down a little bit. I'm here to tell you, no, the urgency is here, is here. The urgency to win is now. And as we've talked about, we're not going to be winning too many games. They know that, but that doesn't mean I don't want them to not win. I want to win every single game. That's the way sports work. That's the way competition works. And to see the intensity of Mackenzie Gore, four pitch walk to start the game, and he's moaning and groaning on the mound. I love that. He's 23 years old, 24 years old. Let the kid be a kid. Let him get emotional. Let him get two up. Let him get two down. He's going to learn on his own. And this is the beauty of a rebuild. There's no pressure for him to go right now and to be the ace of the staff and be a Cy Young contender. You have time to grow. You have time to mature. And most importantly, You have time to improve on your stuff. And that is what we have seen in rebuilds with higher prospects who may have not started that well. But then again, once they get their mojo, once they get to the daily grind of a major league season across 162 games, it's different. And that is the exciting part about Mackenzie Gore is that the intensity is there just like it was with Max Scherzer. And that's what we loved with Max Scherzer. You saw it in right field. 
the posters of the K's in his eyes with the different color eyes. That's what we want to see with Mackenzie Gore. Obviously, he doesn't have the same color issue as the way that Max Scherzer did. But then again, it's what we want. Intensity is a good thing. And also, not even to mention, I've been checking baseball reference, fan graphs, all these different sites that put together projections. And Mackenzie Gore was not the highest projected pitcher before the season, before spring training started. I believe his ERA was around a 4-4 with what baseball reference had him projected at now. But here's what they have now. They have him at about a 3-9 ERA, a 1.3 whip, 89 strikeouts in 89 innings, which I expect there to be more than that, and only 36 walks. But here's the thing. They only have him at 89 innings. So I don't know how they're going to be projecting an injury or I don't know if they think that he's going to start down in AAA. That would be crazy. That's not going to happen. But it seems to be like they're projecting an injury. I don't know. I don't know with Mackenzie Gore. But here's my thing. My big takeaway from Barry's Faluga in that article is that Mackenzie Gore is intense. He wants to win. He's a competitor. And that is what the Nationals need. And that's what we're getting from young talent that's already in the major leagues with C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore. You don't really necessarily have to have some veteran presence like a Corey Dickerson, like a Victor Robles, like a Ryan Zimmerman, to be in that locker room to lead the clubhouse. You can also have young guys who are a sincere part of the mold of the Washington Nationals moving forward. They are part of the foundation of what we want to build here. And those two guys are probably at this point the most intense guys on that team. They want to win, and they want to win now. And that is a good thing. It may not happen, but ultimately, it is a good thing to have young talent that wants to win now, and they realize what they can and can't do. And that's what Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams have both done so far with the Washington Nationals. But hey, we mentioned Washington Nationals. This is a Washington Nationals podcast after all. So here's what we're going to do now. We got a Washington Nationals spring training stock report. And I got guys from spring training, all the numbers, all the nooks, all the crannies. I think that's how that saying goes. But before we get to that, I got to tell you guys about my friends over at FanDuel. And the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can put on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Tonight, you know who I got. I got the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Brooklyn Nets. Take them on the money line. It's going to be some good fun times with FanDuel. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And now it's time to get back into the 
the Washington Nationals spring training stock report as we got some stock ups, we got some stock downs, but first we have a stock up for Luis Garcia. And Luis Garcia is someone we haven't really talked enough about for the Washington Nationals this year. But then again, he has been our best hitter down in spring training, if you were to ask me. So far, he's got a 278 batting average with an 816 on base plus slugging. Right now, as far as qualified nationals down in spring training, he's got the highest slugging percentage, and it's by a long shot. He's got a 500 slug percentage down in spring training, down in West Palm Beach, finishing second behind C or finishing first with CJ Abrams second in slugging. But here's my thing with Luis Garcia we want to see him drive the ball the other way. We want to see him get these fastballs and really turn on them. And that is something that we have seen so far. His home run off Max Scherzer. By the way, is it safe to say that my, Max Scherzer cannot get Luis Garcia out? He's got something there. I don't know. But Luis Garcia has been consistently one of our better hitters so far down in spring training. And then again, I think people forget about Luis Garcia, the prospect. This was someone who was a top 100 prospect entering the 2020 season right after the Nationals won the World Series. This isn't some slap-nuts prospect. He is someone that the Nationals do want to rely on moving forward. So to see him having a fast, strong start down in spring training is a big deal for the Nationals. Now we got a stock down for Joey Manessis. Joey Manessis, he's back now, or not back, he's away from the team, down at the World Baseball Classic for Team Mexico, rooting for Joey, hope he does well. But right as of right now, in West Palm Beach for spring training, he hasn't been doing too well. And through 20 at-bats, he's only got a 200 slugging percentage. He's got no home runs. He's got one RBI. He has three strikeouts. And that's not good enough, unfortunately. It's just not. He's got four hits through his 20 at-bats. But then again, we want to see the power from Joey Manessis. We want to see the slugging percentage up. A 200 slug is not good enough when you are supposed to be the cleanup hitter for a major league baseball team. And then again, this is only in spring training. He's going to have stretches in the season just like everyone else will. Well, their numbers will be way down. But then again, we do have to react and we do have to talk about the moment that we're in. And it is a little concerning considering the fact that Joey Manessis may or may not have been a one-hit wonder back in the last half of last season. So we want to see it, and especially in spring training. If he got off to a hot start, I promise you to God, Joey Manessis' jerseys would be at Nationals Park, and they would probably be selling if he had a hot start in spring training. Then again, they'll pro- still probably sell some jerseys for him, but we'll see once we get there down an opening day. But here... We got a stock up for C.J. Abrams. I talked about him a little bit down with, you know, I was talking about Mackenzie Gore and the intensity that he brings. Well, C.J. Abrams is just like that. In fact, the Washington Post, they wrote about him way earlier in the in the spring training and talked about his intensity and wanting to win. And I saw an interview with C.J. Abrams, and they kind of were like, hey, You know where you are. You know where this team is. It's probably not going to be the best team. And I'm paraphrasing the question. What is your goal? And he was like, well, I need to win. 
we need to win first. That's the mentality that we play with, and that's the mentality I've always played with. And he was very serious about that. That is what I love. Not only that, at the plate, you've been starting to see some progress. You've been starting to see it clicking for him. He's got a 278 batting average tied with Luis Garcia for number one on the Nationals team. He's got a 300 OBP. His slugging's a little down at a 333. But then again, two RBIs. He's got five strikeouts. He's only got one stolen base. I expect to see the stolen base numbers way up once he gets let loose during the regular season because that's something that we have seen all across the board with new rules, and that is something certainly C.J. Abrams will be taking advantage of in the regular season. But at this point, is it really worth pulling a hamstring, trying to steal second base down in West Palm Beach? Not really. I feel like they're going to let him loose and let C.J. be C.J. I think that's what they do once opening day comes around for the Washington Nationals. But now we got a stock down and that is for Mr. Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin. This is a tough one. This is a tough one to swallow because let's think of it this way. We knew what we were getting from Patrick Corbin. We knew that this might be it for Corbin. And that is the unfortunate thing when it comes to Corbin. Because we talk about it. We think about what he can and can't do. And he just shows us again, that we're not sure if he is back to any stretch of the imagination. His last start, back on March 5th, he gave up three hits, two earned runs. He had a walk. He had three strikeouts in two and a third innings. It's not terrible. But then again, in his first start in spring training, he gave up back-to-back home runs to Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. It's not what you want to see. We want to see a more steady consistent Patrick Corbin, not a nine ERA. We don't want to see this, but then again, ERAs do not matter down in spring training. So let's not get carried away with that. Cause who knows if Corbin were to get five innings, would he level out the playing surface a little bit and only give up two runs? Maybe, but we'll have to see. And now we got another stock up for my guy, Jake Alou. I have talked about Jake Alou and you guys know this. I'm a Jake Alou mark. I love Jake Alou. I love the prospect that he has become, and that is an important part to this Nationals team because when looking at it, Jake Alou is not someone to just throw around and be like, oh, yeah, Jake Alou is just fine, I guess. No, this is someone who has been a solid contributor down in the minor leagues for quite some time now. And also to see him make plays with his bat, or not, not with his bat, rather, but with make plays with his his glove, that's also a plus because I don't think he was the best minor league fielder, but then again, he wasn't a bad one either. And his Boston College coach described him as he's someone that's good at everything. He knows how to get by. He's a passable prospect, but he's been looked over by Nationals fans and really by the whole national media. And it's time to stop that because he is here. He is him. Let me say that. He is him, as the kids would say it. But now we got a down for Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs, again, DFA'd by the Boston Red Sox. One of the main pieces in that Dodgers-Mookie Betts trade 
and it did not work out in Boston. He got DFA'd in the offseason. The Nationals wisely picked him up, and he just hasn't really shown that much down in West Palm Beach. But then again, we got to temper our expectations. Just because this guy was a former top prospect doesn't mean we're going to see the results instantly. Look at Carter Kibu. He was a top 20 prospect entering 2019 or 2020, and we're not getting that out of him. So let's temper the expectations of what we have, but then again, we also have to see it, and you have to see it eventually. We haven't really been able to see it so far when it comes to Jeter Downs, but also no one's given up. He's going to start the year in AAA, and he's going to do a fine job, I'm sure. No panic yet when it comes to to Jeter Downs, but then again, it's been a bad start for the young kid. But now for our final stock up report, we got Dominic Smith. And Dominic Smith, 13 at-bats, he is killing the baseball. He's got a home run. He's got three RBIs. He's got a 308 batting average. He's got an 1,000 bat uh, on-base plus slugging with a 471 on-base percentage. This is what we want. This is what the this is what the Mets want with Dominic Smith back when he was with them. Former first round pick, solid first baseman, good production at the plate. But then again, once you take his stick away and once you take away his opportunities, it may fumble a little bit. But once he starts to get them, once he starts to get in his zone, that's when we could start to see the former Dominic Smith, the one who finished 13th in the NL MVP race. That Dominic Smith, and that is a good sign for the 27-year-old heading into the regular season. But next, I got to get into what I want to see more out of this spring training. I'll get to that right after this. As I was saying, I want to get more out of these younger players. I need to see a little bit more of James Wood. I need to see a little bit more of Robert Hassel. In fact, we need to see Robert Hassel, please, if at all. And then also, what about Brady House? We've seen Brenner Cox, a 2022 top five pick in, in the top one of the Nationals' fourth or fifth round picks in this past draft, high schooler. And he's getting at-bats before Brady House. He's getting at-bats before Elijah Green. He's getting at-bats before Robert Hassel. What are we doing? And then again, I will say, obviously the Nationals are really high on that kid, Brenner Cox. And this is not to dunk on him or to be demeaning towards him. He's been perfectly fine so far. There's nothing to unlike that kid for. But then again, we want to see Elijah Green. We want to see James Wood. We want to see Cade, or not Cade Cavalli, Robert Hassel, Bobby Barrels, more of Jake Alou. We want to see some of these younger guys who could be helping us a little more sooner than someone like Brenner Cox. But then again, I'm not complaining about Brenner Cox. He's just getting the wrong side of the stick, you could say, in this situation. But it's just me thinking out loud here. I need to see more at-bats for James Wood, and in particular, Robert Hassel, because we talk about Robert Hassel, and this is someone who should be up in the major leagues in 2023 at some point. We'll just have to see how long this will take and how long this could drag out, because when I think of this Nationals team, 
I'm pretty safe. I, I feel like I'm safe to say that Robert Hassel will be with the Nats at some point in 2023. So why isn't he getting at bats? Why is he getting a little more consistent playing time? Is it the haymade injury, the hand injury that he had in the offseason down at the Arizona Fall League? Because he's 100% healthy. There's nothing to indicate that. But then again, it makes you wonder as to hmm, what's going on. And I don't think it's an injury thing. I just wonder what their game plan is. And if they do plan to get someone like Robert Hassel or James Wood or Elijah Green, some more at-bats, Brady House even. Just because once I saw Brenner Cox, and then the other day we saw Trey Lipscomb, another 2022 draft pick, these guys are all getting their opportunities. And we're passing over some of the big-name guys in our system. TJ White, another one of them, who we haven't really seen that much of, but we want to see more. So then again, that is open for comments of what you may think. Obviously, I'm not speculating any, any injuries for anyone. They're not keeping that away from us. But it is a little, not worrisome, that's not the right word, but it's just a little weird and awkward that we're not getting to see some of these big-name guys in a meaningless spring training game. Because do we really need to see more of uh, Jeter Downs ahead of a Brady House do we really need to see more of uh, Jake Alou over uh, Brady House again? And I'm not picking on those guys. But we want to see these big-name prospects who could be helping out the future postseason team for the Washington Nationals. But then again, that may just be me. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies find locked on fantasy baseball wherever you get your pods and on youtube it's part of the locked on podcast network where you get your team every single day and guys of course thank you for making locked on nationals your first listen i'm going to talk to you guys tomorrow it's a little happy friday we will see you then go nats